the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. He was born in Australia and chose to come to America because he believed it was the greatest country in the world. He came to make and not take, to give and not receive, to join the place and not change it. He wants to make sure every American knows they won the lottery the day they were born here. Welcome to Around the Barbie with Nick Adams, described as the best speaker on America and the president's favorite author. Now, he's here every week to help you love America even more. Here he is, Nick Adams. G'day there, you're listening to Around the Barbie with Nick, and I am delighted to have your company. Today I want to speak about political correctness. That's what I've decided to dedicate this particular podcast episode to, political correctness, why I hate it, why you should hate it, and what we can do to absolutely destroy it. Political correctness is an intellectual tyranny. It's a totalitarian ideology. It's a choking conformity, I think, that strips us of our individualism, eliminates our patriotism, removes our self-confidence. And in doing so, political correctness is transforming the American dream into the European nightmare. America is killing itself. Our civilization is being betrayed. There's really no polite way of saying it. No sophisticated collection of words can blunt the edge. And frankly, it's really the last thing we need. It's the syrupy indulgence of cultural pathologies that got us here. And the worst of of those pathologies is... I see it is political correctness, the cringing groupthink that forbids certain plain truths from being spoken or even thought on pain of leftist disapproval and ostracism. Nothing is more anti-American, anti-freedom, anti-truth and anti-reality than political correctness. It's a noose around America's neck, and it's growing tighter every single day. From identity politics and secularism to the all-powerful welfare state and the war against national identity, every problem in America today is compounded by this suffocating regime of thought control. Political correctness, when allowed to flourish, extinguishes confidence, it impairs judgment, inculcates victimhood, and entrenches division. It makes a peaceful, cooperative society impossible. It's oppressive, it's discriminatory, it's unjust, it's dangerous. Here's a very simple thing for everyone to understand. Unless plain speaking is allowed, clear thinking is denied. Let me say that again. 
unless plain speaking is allowed, clear thinking is denied. Political correctness parrots messages that are more myth than truth. It is more interested in sustaining a narrative than asserting facts. It dulls the moral sense, blurring good and evil. And that's why in politically correct societies, one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. It is a communal tyranny, really not all that dissimilar to the one America fought a revolution over. Its practitioners are certainly every bit as condescending as the aristocracy America left in Britain. And political correctness is one of the major reasons why Europe today is lifeless. And I say that as somebody that has European heritage. The cancerous conformity of political correctness has left Europe sickly, pale and limp. Fortunately, our country, America, is not Europe, at least not yet. Its proud historic traditions of freedom, patriotism and self-assertion make it Western civilization's last hope. And thank goodness that beyond the smug commentators who monopolize academia, politics and the media, the American frontier spirit remains pretty strong. But even here, the loathing of our society by cultural elites is weakening our resistance to barbarity. Our country, my friends, is is on the wrong path. Even here in the home of the brave, we are being bullied by the anti-bullying mantra. Many who deplore it are still cowed by it. You've got to understand that without free speech, creativity is dampened. We have lost so much already. Imagine the books we'll never read and the movies that were never made. We, let's not lose any more. Our grudging equivocation with the thought police must be replaced by a fearless repudiation of them. To fear any idea is unworthy of a free society. America must stand up for freedom of choice, freedom of speech, plain speaking, and the free marketplace of ideas. These are the safeguards against tyranny. Their retreat is tyranny's advance. We must wrench the pendulum back toward free speech. There is no clearer evidence of political correctness than the myriad of politicians, teachers, artists, and journalists who deliberately and recklessly make America seem hateful to the young, old, and quite frankly, everyone in between. This is all because America really is the major impediment to leftist success. It is the last great holdout. Look, it's personal to me. I came to America for the American dream and to escape political correctness. But the two are not mutually exclusive. They're one and the same. While political correctness has gripped America's universities, schools, media, 
and large corporations, it has not yet, thankfully, mercifully, reached most everyday Americans. This is why the American dream remains alive and why the United States is still the world's leading destination for immigrants. One of the central themes of my life's work is that political correctness weakens the health and threatens the existence of the American dream. Now, that's not simply because you can find yourself in hot water over something you may say, but because of the broader consequences it has on the cultural mindset. Politically correct ideology requires that success is resented. It's a place when ambition becomes suspicious. Mediocrity is preferred to excellence. Unfortunately, even in countries similar to America, where a version of the dream was once offered, it no longer exists. It is hidden by the symbols of political correctness. Big government, gatekeepers, envy, and aversion to risk, and collectivism. When the focus is on the collective, individual dreams can never fully materialize. The international perception of Australia and the domestic reality are worlds apart. And I want to talk about this. It's going to surprise many of you, but Australia is one of the most politically correct countries in the world. It's not the United Kingdom. It's not France. It's not Germany. But let me tell you, it's not far behind. And the only reason why it isn't like France, Germany and England and all of those other places is that it's so bloody far away, which means that it takes such a long time for the crap to get down there. For as long as I can remember in Australia, the bureaucracy insisted, still does, that people dealing with government departments, for example, universities, hospitals, employment services, be asked if they identify themselves as Aboriginal or if English was their first language. Not surprisingly, more Australians are choosing to identify themselves as Aboriginal as ever before, as it is advantageous for affirmative action and victim status. Generally speaking, Australians worship rules, dislike risk and love structure. They have faith in government and a reverence for bureaucrats. They are guarded and there is a discernible lack of optimism in the culture. Given the choice between a leader who conforms to the consensus and a leader who creates consensus to their own vision and goals, Australians will always choose the former. In Australia, the control and power of the political and media establishment is far more influential than America's. Gatekeepers exist at every turn in these fields. And if you judge the absence of any substantial objection in the community to their presence, well, one can really only conclude that these establishment gatekeepers enjoy the support of the Australian people. Now, look, none of this is new. I know it's new to you, but none of this is really new. I'm about to share with you a story, an anecdote, that I think is going to blow your mind. All of you have probably heard of the Sydney Opera House. It's the international icon of Australia, instantly recognised worldwide, 
but the story of its construction is really not so well known. The masterpiece was the brainchild of award-winning Danish architect Jörn Utzon. Utzon loved Sydney passionately, with visions of it becoming the international city it became. He worked on the Opera House for nine years, completing the concrete shells of the exterior, easily the most difficult part of the structure. But he was forced to leave the project before its completion, after repeated badgering from government officials over design, fees, materials and costs. Such was his treatment. Creativity was stifled, his boldness was resented, and so underappreciated did he feel he left Australia in 1966, vowing never to return. He kept his word. Until the day he died in 2008, he never returned, declining several invitations. It shouldn't surprise Americans that the majority of the famous Australians they are familiar with choose to live in the United States rather than in their own country. Now, all of this is not to defame Australia. It's a, a lucky country. It's a great country. I'm proud of Australia's history, particularly its record as a long-time ally of America. But I know that Australia is not America and that Australia has not achieved what America has achieved. No country in human history has. How could it? America is much more than a country. It's an ideal, a value system. Put simply, it's the best idea the world has ever had. That's why American greatness and leadership is indispensable to civilization as we know it. And it's why I've dedicated my life to ensuring America remains the different place it has always been. It's why I have sought to restore American confidence. I have the same motivation for writing this book, to protect Americans from political correctness, an ideology that is already taking us down the same failed path of every other Western country. I really want Americans to understand that America is still the exception, and because it is, it remains the only hope to crushing political correctness. And as an immigrant, I have a unique perspective from which to view America. Sometimes it takes someone on the outside to warn you what is coming. Now, I'll be blunt. I believe America is about 10 years behind the UK in the political correctness stakes. That's scary. That's why we have urgent work to do. America has been and remains the refuge for brilliant, creative, ambitious and independent thinkers of other lands. Their dreams can only be accommodated in the land of the free and the home of the brave. America provides the most friendly, open, nurturing, free and optimistic environment for any individual to achieve their dream. This, in my view, must be protected at all costs. That's why it's personal. That's why I detest political correctness. And that's why I think we need to make war on it. That's why I think we need to dedicate ourselves and summon every ounce of patriotism and energy 
from the soles of our feet to the tops of our heads to eradicate this ideology that is so antithetical to people's dreams, people's opportunities, and the American idea. You've been listening to Around the Barbie with Nick. I'm Nick Adams, and I can't wait for the next episode. God bless America. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.